0: Who gon' stop me high? Breath a move that I make. I give it everything I got. Cause that what it takes. I push the limit till it break. The heart of the brave. The soul of a legend with the will to be great. Hold up. Welcome. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world of sports and beyond. I haven't talked about it for the last couple of weeks. Because I've been on vacation. Well, guess who's back? Holla at your boy. The Stephen A. Smith Show coming at you right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of the Stephen A. Smith Show. So happy and ecstatic to be back off a vacation. I'm back in full swing and full throttle. I won't be taking too much time off for the foreseeable future. I can tell you that much. We're on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific. We're here in my studios thanks to our official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sports betting company of the Stephen A. Smith Show. Please make sure to continue to like and follow the Stephen A. Smith Show on YouTube. I'm over 280,000 subscribers. Y'all keep letting it grow and grow and grow. Nothing but love for all of y'all. Thank y'all so much for supporting the show. You keep the love coming. I'll keep bringing it. Make sure to click the bell to get notified of all of our new content, okay? And by the way, in case you forgot, I did write a book. It is a New York Times bestseller. The title is Straight Shooter, A Memoir of Second Chances and First Takes. Be sure to go and purchase that as well, because obviously that shows me even additional love. And I'm certainly never going to throw shade on that. I'm happy to share that we will now be taking live callers as well. OK, I promised y'all we were going to do that. And that's exactly what I've incorporated effective immediately. If you want to speak to me live right here on the Stephen A. Smith show, feel free to dial 888 888- SAS 5303. That's 888 SAS 5303. One more time, 888 727 5303. In case you didn't know, SAS stands for 727 on your dial, just in case you didn't know. Let's move on to the first topic of the show because I got a few things to get into. A lot, a lot of stuff to get into today in sports and beyond. First order of business is Stefan Diggs, the all world wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Now, in case y'all didn't see me, On First Take on ESPN this morning, 10 a.m. to 12 noon, Eastern Standard Time, live on ESPN every weekday, where we've been number one for 12 years. In case you didn't see me this morning, I talked about how, and I said it in a very passe way, but I meant it because I know what I was told. I've had sources who tells me. Uh, that Stephon Diggs doesn't necessarily want to be in Buffalo anymore. I did not say he was going to demand a trade. I did not say the hell with Buffalo, he's not going to show up to work. I did not say he was going to quit on the team. I did not say any of those things. What I said is he ain't feeling Buffalo anymore. The reason why you saw him engaging in histrionics and being so demonstrative on the sideline when they were losing in the playoffs to the Cincinnati Bengals in the divisional playoff game was because he was unhappy. The reason why that extended months off the field into the offseason is because his frustration didn't quell and didn't dissipate by any stretch of the imagination. The reason why that he was hesitant to show up to training camp was because he was a bit perturbed. And if it wasn't directly at Josh Allen specifically, it's at the fact that the Buffalo Bills, he feels, may have, may have missed their opportunity. Now, in fairness to him, in fairness to Stefan Diggs. A, I did not hear this from him directly. I did not speak to him directly, although I know him. I don't know him like that. We, I've interviewed him a few times over the years. He's been a guest on First Take. Mad love and respect for him. He's an all-world receiver. I've loved him ever since he was in Minnesota. When they tried to act like Adam Thielen was the better receiver than him, somebody up there needed to be drug-tested for thinking that, okay? And then, obviously, he got out of there and he ended up in Buffalo. For the first couple of years, he was ecstatic because he is an all-world receiver and Josh Allen is a all-world quarterback, okay? And the stats obviously prove it, but because they've fallen short after being in an AFC championship game against the Kansas City Chiefs about three years ago and a couple of years ago, Having a thriller before losing an overtime to Kansas City, like 42 to 36, when him and Josh Allen were going back and forth. Josh Allen threw for 329 yards. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes threw for 379 yards. Josh Allen threw for like four touchdowns and no interceptions. Uh, Patrick Mahomes threw for three touchdowns, no interceptions. Okay. Gabe Davis had about 201 receiving yards. Tyreek Hill put on an absolute show as well. But after losing that game, they haven't been able to get past the divisional playoff round. And so I was personally told by a couple of people very, very close to Stefan Diggs that he ain't really feeling Buffalo ain't going to man the trade or anything. He just feels like they missed their window of opportunity. That was all I said. In fairness to Stefan Diggs, especially since I haven't spoken to him, you need to see his response because he went to social media and responded to debunk what I said. He said rocking with my dogs bills mafia through and through digs 100% not true just 11 minutes ago that was 9 minutes ago that second that first tweet I meant that was that was 9 minutes ago this one was before that 2 minutes prior to that he says 100% not true I don't know who the source is but I thought I nipped this shit in the bud already well fine it's his life okay And I guess only he knows in his heart what is true and what is not true. I'm telling you what I heard from people very, very close to him, two people specifically. Okay, I'll let him figure out who that is. Quote, he ain't going to demand a trade. He ain't going to force his way out. It's nothing like that, Stephen A. But the reason why he was that way on the sidelines and the reason why he was that way in the offseason and the reason why he wasn't vibing necessarily in him and, 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 and Coach uh, you know, sh- you know, Sean McDermott and, and, and Josh Allen had to talk is because Stephen A., he ain't feeling it. He feels like they may have missed their window of opportunity. So he's denying it. I'm telling you what I heard. They don't make me wrong. I'm just telling you what I've been told. And the bottom line is his behavior was indicative of that. Let's call it what it is. Okay? Now that I gave you the news and I gave you the facts, let me just be very, very clear. If you're the Buffalo Bills, And you were knocking on the door to get to a Super Bowl three years ago. In the last two years, you can't even make it out of the divisional round. Meanwhile, Joe Burrow has taken the NFL by storm because in the Super Bowl two years ago, he was in the AFC Championship game last year. Patrick Mahomes lost in the AFC Championship game a couple of years ago, came back, went, went, won the Super Bowl this past season, beating beating Jalen Hurts and Philadelphia in the Super Bowl, beating Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals in order to get to the Super Bowl. Okay? Patrick Mahomes ain't going anywhere. Joe Burrow ain't going anywhere. Lamar Jackson just got Odell Beckham Jr., got Rashad Bateman, got Zay Flowers that they drafted, okay? You know they rough riders up there in Baltimore. He got a new $260 million deal. He ain't going anywhere. Miami with Tua to Tungvaloa, I'm sorry, Buffalo got through the skin of their ass by getting past Miami last year. And Tua wasn't even quarterbacking because he had suffered like a third or fourth concussion. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle ain't going any, anywhere. Adam Aaron Rodgers just arrived at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, wearing the New York Jets uniform with Garrett Wilson as a weapon, with Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb as a weapon, with Dalvin Cook added to the squad, and Brees Hall expected to come back along with a top five defense, okay? So and then you got Sean Payton in Denver. You got Trevor Lawrence fresh off of coming back from a 27 to nothing deficit after throwing four interceptions in the first half of a playoff game against the Los Angeles Chargers before coming back and winning that game. So you got Trevor Lawrence there. okay? I already told you Justin Herbert, the guy he beat with the Chargers. He's there. Russell Wilson's got Sean, you know, Sean Payton in Denver. Jimmy Garoppolo is in Vegas with Josh McDaniel. Patrick Mahomes still got Andy Reid, even if he doesn't have Eric of the enemy because he left the offensive coordinator to go and do the same job in the nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Everywhere you turn, the AFC is loaded. And Stephon Diggs had clearly felt like we're slipping. We're missing this window of opportunity. That is what was told with me, to me. Again, the number is 888-SAS-5303. That's 888-727-5303. Ain't nobody hiding. Ain't nobody hiding. I said what I said. He need to check with the people close to him and find out who told me that, because I'll never tell. Keep in mind, I'm a journalist. Yeah, I know I got a loud mouth and to talk a lot and all that good stuff. That's fine. I can be demonstrative. I can be bombastic. I can also be very, very mellow. Very cool, calm, and collected. This is what I do for a living. I don't make stuff up. Now, either he really, really, really didn't want anyone to know. Or he really, really, really changed his mind. Or he got to find out who the hell told Stephen A. But they told me. And it is what it is. I understand. I don't mean to make it hard for you, Stefan. I got love for you, my brother. I respect the hell out of you. You're all world receiver. I'll never forgive the Minnesota Vikings for trying to act like Adam Thielen was a better, a better player than you. I know better than that. This Stefan Diggs we talked about here ladies and gentlemen. Last 5 years, 1021 yards, 1130 yards, 1535 yards and 127 receptions 3 years ago, 2 years ago, 103 receptions, 1225 yards. Last year, 108 receptions, 1429 yards. The brother is a stud. I'm not here to cast any aspersions and throw any shade. And if I'm Stefan Diggs for the record, not to be duplicitous or 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 or, or lacking authenticity or or you know, honesty or whatever. But if I was in this position, what the hell am I going to do? I'm going I'm to admit it. I'm going to be playing on a team in the uniform. We got a season that's coming up and I'm going to stand before the crowd and the microphones and everything else. And I'm going to admit to the world, Now nah, I'm not feeling us. I think we missed our window of opportunity before the season even started. Come on now. I didn't make it into a segment on first take this morning on ESPN because I wasn't trying to blow it up like that, but because he responded, I have an obligation to respond because I'm the one that started it. I apologize for that. I'm just doing my job. That's what I was told. And damn it, it ain't far-fetched. Not just because of what we're seeing from the Buffalo Bills, who no longer have Brian Dable as an offensive coordinator, okay? Because he's coaching the New York Giants as a head coach. But because of what we've seen from the Buffalo Bills over the last two years, taking a backseat to the Kansas City Chiefs and now the Cincinnati Bengals and Baltimore, Miami, the New York Jets, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and arguably either the Chargers or the Broncos or the Raiders are coming. I said what I said. And by the way, let me not rule out Tennessee Titans either. I said what I said. Stephon Diggs, respectfully, I would just ask you to go check with your peeps, bro. Like I said, you'll never find out from me who told me. But you probably have a good idea who did. There's a couple of them, bro. They're pretty damn close to you. Just want to let you know that. 888 727 That's 888-SAS-5303. I got some people on the calls wanna, wanna, wanting to holler at me about this right now. Let's go to, because I told you I added my calls, right? Let's go, I don't know, Priya or Prye? You're live with Stephen A. What's up? What's your name? Hi, hi, Stephen A. This is Trey. Hey, what's up, Trey? How you doing? They spelled your name wrong. I apologize. What's going on, man? You calling me about this whole deal with um, Stephon Diggs? No, about, uh, it's actually about different topic, about uh, Shannon's dropping first take. All right. Well, let me tell you this right now. I'm dropping your ass. Call back. I told you don't call me about nothing but Stephon Diggs right now. Stay on the line, and I'll get back to you when I get to something else like that. All right? Appreciate it, okay, Cole. All right? 888-SAS-5303, that's S-A-S, I'm sorry, 888 727 Listen, I'm going to transition right now because I don't see any of the callers on the line. As I told you all, I was incorporating new callers and I don't see any of the callers on the line that specifically want to talk about Stefan Diggs at this particular moment in time. All that means is that everybody believes me. We all know. We all know, you know, it is what it is. Go ahead and deny it all you want to. I don't blame you. You are in Buffalo too? I mean, damn, you know how cold it gets out there? And I think a blizzard last year had over about 20, 25 inches. But you really, really want to stay in Buffalo, don't you? you really, really ready to ride with those dogs, ain't you? Sure you are. Sure you are. Uh, Let me transition to a different subject, please. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, I don't find this to be a funny matter. But I don't blame y'all for laughing. Uh, I made an appearance last night. I mean, it was taped couple of months ago, an appearance was made on Family Feud, hosted by my buddy, the great Steve Harvey. Um, made an appearance on Family Feud with my family. And um, to say that, let's just say that it wasn't the Smith family's shining moment. Can, can, can we say that? Okay, I'll I, I just own it, all right? I'll just eat it, all right? Before I even go any further, here's a clip of the show and how it went. Take a look, y'all. Stephen A. Two strikes. The other family can steal. Place you would not want to spend your 100th birthday. We're relatives. <laughs> oh. Okay, three extra. Oh, really? <laughs> wow! Wow, <are> y'all here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That was the only answer I got wrong that day. It was a bad answer, but I was already emotional because we were already losing and I was very disgusted with the people that that, that I brought along with me. I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but damn it, I expected better. And that is not what I got. Uh, It's it's just hard for me to lose, man. It's just hard for me to lose, okay? It, It wasn't a good feeling, all right? But I will admit, let me tell you something. First of all, I don't know. Somebody got to say it, so I'm going to sing it. Some of these answers are tailor-made for white folks, because I don't know black folks who come out with some of these answers. I just don't know. I just don't know. But not all. That's not the case with all of those answers. It's a very fair-minded show. I had a blast. I would have had even more fun had we won. It also hurt uh, excessively more because I lost to Taryn Hall, who I adore as a colleague and a contemporary, but I can't stand competing against because she always beats me at something, um, and she's just great. Um, but she, she, she cheated. She somebody that she, she, she cheated. She had. She pulled the Michael Wilbon on me from from the celebrity all star basketball game years ago in Chicago when I was coaching the team and Michael Wilbon had a bunch of ringers. Now, I brought my family. I brought my sister, Carmen. I brought my, my brother-in-law, Darren Odie, who was smart and ready, but he was a bit too serious and took some of the fun out of it because he was so intense because he wanted to win so badly, okay? And, and my sister, Abigail, Miss Brilliant herself, which she is, by the way. She's a very brilliant, brilliant woman, but she froze on national television. She got the answer. She hit the button first and then froze and brags about watching Family Feud every night. Now, my niece. To- to me, she, her and her gorgeous self that make me want to beat up people because they always looking at my little niece. I don't be liking that stuff. But she was dead. She did a fabulous job. But Tamron Hall, that's my family. Why? Because the name of the show is Family Field. Tamron Hall stacked the deck. She had some executive producers, some 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 renowned researchers, some some I, I don't know who else. had, but they want Tamron Hall family. But she actually did call them the Tarrant Hall family. So she got me. It is what it is. It was not the Smith family's shining moment. But hey, we did have a good time. We did. Next time, I'm going to have to replace a couple of people, though. See what they're saying about me? See the tweets? Stephen A., that man got swept on Celebrity Family Feud. Man, Stephen A. got smashed on Family Feud. See, y'all exaggerate now. Y'all just trying to throw shade, James. They're just just trying to throw shade because here's the deal. We got outsmarted. They pulled the rope of dope on me because what happened is, is that it was like six, seven answers on the board. We kept saying, we'll take it, we'll take it, we'll take it, okay? And then the next thing you know, we turned around and we get like five or six answers right and we didn't get the one answer and then they come in and get the one answer and win the damn game. So that's what happened. We didn't get, I mean, it wasn't like that. But the bottom line is, what can I say? It is what it is. Let me take one call before I go to break. Tyler, what's going on, man? Hey, Steven. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I just want you to know what, what you think of the Stefan Diggs situation kind of where he might be going to and what he might be looking forward to. I didn't uh, say he was going anywhere. Rush I appreciate the call, man. I didn't say he was going anywhere. Because he can't. Buffalo's not going to move him. They're trying to compete for a Super Bowl championship. He's an all-world receiver. They ain't letting him go. I said to you, he wasn't feeling the situation, but he's still under contract. He knows it. He ain't a free agent. So he's not going anywhere. It's just that he's looking at the squad and he's had questions As to whether or not their window on a Super Bowl title has closed. That's why he wasn't necessarily feeling the place. He's not going anywhere. He's not going to demand a trade or anything like that. But he wasn't exactly happy, which is what he showed us in the months preceding training camp. That's all I said. And I stand by that based on what I was told and who told it to me. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Let's go to Jeremy from Miami real quick. What's up, Jeremy? (laughs) Hey Stephen A. It's your friend Jeremy from Miami. Did not just hold, hold, on, hold on, Jeremy. Did not just introduce you, as Jeremy. Did I not just introduce? Did I not say your name when I introduced you? You did, but I. All right, so why? why? So why? So you was right hold, last hold, time we hold, spoke. Hold, Wait a minute. I said Jeremy from Miami. So why did you have to say Jeremy from Miami? Get because to your I gotta point. I got to remind you. I got to remind you that Jeremy from Miami was finally right. And you admitted that to me when really? he came really? a couple months ago. Really, is this the guy ago? that sends me those videos that's standing on the corner near South Beach bragging about everything? How come I couldn't find you when Miami lost to Denver in the finals? Because we lost them Denver. Okay, how come I couldn't find you when y'all lost in the playoffs to Buffalo after Tua got those concussions, which I told you was going to happen? How is it that you know to call me now, but when I was looking for you after the loss to Buffalo in the playoffs, after the loss by Miami Heat to the Denver Nuggets in the finals, both of which I predicted, how come you were no place to be found? How come I had an APB in South Beach set out for you and I couldn't find you? Well, you did find me when I met you over at the Kaseya Center, and now I have a new way to talk to you. you so know. I hope this is the first of many like those videos were, because there's a lot to say about Miami sports right now, as you well know, especially with Dolphin season coming up. This year's looking real good for us. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I got to give it to you, Jemmy. I appreciate the call, man. He's a Lord dude, man. You call into the show all the time. You're always looking for me, and you always have something to say. Now, you're usually wrong, but your points sound right, right up until you're wrong. That's the way it goes. Appreciate the call, though. Thanks for the love. 888-SAS-5303. That's 888-727-5303. You're listening live to The Stephen A. Smith Show. I'm getting into Steph Curry next and LeBron James. One has nothing to do with the other. Or maybe they do. Stick around to find out what my point is in a minute. You're listening live. The Stephen A. Smith Show over the digital airwaves of YouTube. Back with more in a minute. This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh-huh. The clock's like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me, huh? Who gonna stop me, huh? Welcome back to Stephen A. Smith Show right here with the digital airways of YouTube. Coming at you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific. Thank you all for tuning into the show. As you know, I have added the component live teller, live callers to the show. The number to call in as always is 888. 888- SAS 5303. That's 888 727 5303. That's the number to call right here directly into the Stephen A. Smith Show. I've been talking about this subject for quite some time. And it's rare that I try to bring this up because I don't want to be offensive, especially to my buddy. I consider Magic Johnson, as an Irvin Magic Johnson, Um, as most people do. I think universally he's recognized as the greatest point guard who's ever lived. I thought, and I still think, that when Steph Curry won his fourth championship last year in Boston, became an NBA Finals MVP, I thought the narrative, if not completely and flat out having changed, at least warranted a discussion and a debate. On numerous occasions, particularly on this show, on this podcast, I've said Steph Curry warrants consideration and should be in the discussion for the best point guard in the history of basketball. This dude for the Golden State Warriors is that special to me. I think he is the greatest shooter God has ever created. I've never seen anything like him. And I knew, for the most part, I'd stand alone. I knew that Magic Johnson would be like, what? I knew that Michael Jordan would be ready to headlock me and punch me in my head. I knew that Isaiah Thomas would sit up there and look at me and say, something must be wrong with you. Uh, Because guys that come from that era, you take into consideration the stiffness of the competition that you're going against, the level of physicality that was allowed. The rules and regulations that didn't exist back then, that exist now, that facilitates a dude being able to shine with his skill sets as opposed to being derailed by receiving an elbow in the chest or getting knocked upside the head or whatever the case may be. All of those things came into consideration. And I dropped the subject. And then I saw a clip from Gilbert Arenas, former NBA star, because Gilbert Cabal. Gilbert, who, by the way, has a great podcast as well and does a tremendous job and knows his basketball, by the way, he was interviewing Steph Curry. And while he had Steph Curry on his podcast, Gilbert Arenas took the liberty of asking the great Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors if indeed he is the greatest point guard of all time. Listen to Steph Curry's response for yourself. Are you the best point guard ever? Yes. I have to, yes. It's me and Magic. That's the conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, here's what I think it's time to say. Here's what I could stand in front of even the great Irvin Magic Johnson and say. How can this subject be dismissed? Are we going to sit here with a straight face and say that Steph Curry doesn't warrant consideration as the greatest point guard who ever lived? Now, if you're talking about a quintessential point guard, I've got the ball in my hands and I'm running the show and I'm conducting the offense and I'm passing and I'm facilitating opportunities for others in that regard. That's a quintessential prototypical point guard. And there's nobody better than Magic Johnson. Nobody. I mean, I got Chris Paul as a top five point guard in the history of basketball, if that's how you're looking at it. okay. Isaiah Thomas is right there. Nate Tiny Archibald is right there. Jason Kidd, Gary Payton, of course, is up there. Magic Johnson, John Stockton. We get it. okay. But I'm asking y'all to take into consideration the word impact. Remember, I might be a reporter. I might be a personality and a pundit, but this is basketball, baby. They don't call me Stephen Naismith for nothing. Think about what I'm saying to you. Impact. Magic Johnson arrives with the Los Angeles Lakers and Showtime arrived. The game is revolutionized because of it. Uh, the implementation of the fast break in a fashion we had never seen before. Magic was absolutely sensational. I see their career stats right there for you. Magic at 19 and a half, 19, 11, and seven, Steph Curry at 24, four and six, blah, blah, blah. I got all of that, okay? Stay with me. Please stay with me. I know Magic is a five-time champion, a three-time MVP, a three-time finals MVP, a 10-time All-NBA team. Steph Curry, seven inches short, is a four-time champion, a two-time league MVP, one-time finals MVP, MVP, for all NBA teams. I get all of that. We see those numbers. We get it. But stay with me. Impact is the operative word that I want y'all to have. I want y'all to embrace. So I'm Magic Johnson and I'm 6'9 and I can push the ball at the floor and I can dribble behind my back and I can throw no-look passes and I can get into the lane when I want to and I can facilitate layups or dunks for James Worthy, Michael Cooper, Byron Scott, Michael Thompson, Kurt Rambis, Bob McAdoo for crying out loud back in the day, of course. And when we slow it down to a half-court set, the person that I had to throw the ball to was some dude named Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Do y'all, have you y'all ever heard of him? A 19-time All-Star, six-time NBA champion, okay? Uh, the all-time leading scorer in NBA history until LeBron passed him this past season, all of those things, okay? That's what I have if i Magic Johnson. Impact, no doubt. Greatness, no doubt. We all know that Steph Curry is the greatest shooter we've ever seen, right? You don't understand that Steph Curry shoots. for his career from three-point range, right? You don't understand that most players in NBA history, most, I'm talking about 98% of the players in NBA history since the NBA game started, okay, in 1947. I'm telling you right now, you can't find, you can't find, 2% of the entire league that did that in one season. Steph Curry has averaged that for his entire career. And the only time he's ever shot under 40% from three-point range in his career was the season he was injured. That's it. This brother is the most extraordinary sniper the game of basketball has ever seen. That's who we're talking about. Now add this. Are you paying attention? Take your notes because I'm giving it to you. You ever see him move without the ball? Have you ever seen a defense in an absolute panic because their head has to be on a swivel? Where the hell is he? Where's he at? Where I can't find him. Where's he at? Because you know if you give him a scintilla of space, it's money. Watch Steph Curry shoot the ball and watch opponents Turn around and look ejected, look dejected before the ball even goes into the hoop. They know because he's that extraordinary of a sniper. Magic couldn't shoot like that. Magic couldn't move, didn't move without the ball like that. Screens and picks and trying to find this dude. Magic didn't even have that kind of ball handling skills. I know that Magic, quintessential prototypical point guard, and by the way, the ultimate leader. I'm not sitting there saying he can't possibly be number one. I'm saying it warrants a debate and a discussion. And I don't blame Steph Curry one bit for feeling the way that he feels because the bottom line is Steph Curry warrants that level of consideration. The greats, Isaiah Thomas, Jason Kidd, Gary Payton, Chris Paul, Nobody would say as great and phenomenal as it was, especially Isaiah Thomas, who should have been on the original Olympic dream team in 1992. Nobody would say that they're better than Steph Curry. So I'm just saying impact. If you think about what you want to impact the team. If you think about what you want to free yourself up to get open shots, to free yourself up because somebody else is preoccupying a defensive opposition's attention. That would happen to be Steph Curry. Steph Curry, damn it. Yes, that's true. TJ, don't get on my nerve at your damn call. What you want? Stephen A., what's up, my boy? Talk to me. See, see before I want to get into this, because I got something, and, it's, and I want to see if you agree. So, before I get into this... I oh, hold on, gonna, no, 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 no. Hold on, You didn't know I that? I just want to shout hold out my no, 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 wait wait. my kids. We don't Steven do that. A? Hold on, we don't do that. Don't don't call up I, people okay, no so dissertation, bro. What do you want? What, we want. What, what was it? Get you. your okay, point, bro. Okay, so listen, listen. I'm the biggest Le- Le- LeBron, diehard, whatever you want to call it. We went to, we, went to, we went to many wars with Steph, Cor- Steph Curry. So, I, anybody who knows me know I wouldn't say this, but I want to say if Steph Curry get one more championship, he is considered the greatest point guard ever played this game. Do you agree? Yes or no? I think he warrants that consideration now. Appreciate the call. But I said if he gets one more, it's, it's not yet. Well, it's, one, one more is definite, but I'm saying it's arguably that right now. So, of course, that's the it case is. if he gets one more. It is. So, if, if he gets that one championship, the one more, we're going to consider him. I, I want you to say on live. We're going to consider him the greatest point guard ever. Yes or no? I'm telling you. Damn it, man. You almost made me cuss at you. I just finished saying, I'm here saying that right now. So why wouldn't he's I say that if he early. added another championship? Why would I, I not say he's that? he's going a little too early. He's, we, don't know what, what, we don't know what the future holds. I okay. think he's just saying a little too early. Okay. You're entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled to disagree. Have a nice day. Thanks yeah. for the call. I need to move on to a different subject. And this is a highly, highly sensitive subject to some people, not to me. Not to me, but it's to a lot of people. LeBron James skipped Dwayne Wade's induction into the Naismith Smith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. Let me preface my comment because I was shocked that LeBron James, of all people, was not there. But having said that, I want to make this point, and I want to make sure that I'm crystal clear. Bronny James, LeBron's 19-year-old son, who is scheduled to attend USC this fall, University of Southern California, and play on the basketball team there. LeBron James' son collapsed and suffered cardiac arrest weeks ago at USC. No matter what I ask, no matter what I question, I want to make sure that everybody understands everything goes out the window if LeBron James didn't attend because he wanted to stay at home with his kid and he didn't leave town because of that. I just want to make sure that I'm clear about that. He is a grown man He was under no obligation to be at the Hall of Fame. He can do what he wants to do. Nobody's saying otherwise, because you got people like Rich Paul and other people. He's a grown man. He can do what he wants to do. Yes, we know that. Why don't you tell us the sky is blue? Okay? Breaking news. We get that. Here's why this subject is worth broaching. Because to me, the last person who should have missed Dwayne Wade's induction into the Hall of Fame was LeBron James. And here's why. LeBron James, one could easily argue, wouldn't even know what it's like to be a champion had it not been for Dwayne Wade. Somebody need to say it, so I'm going to say it. Now, we all know that LeBron James, I got him number two all time, y'all. And I understand that that's offensive to people in this camp. They'll get over it someday. But in the history of the game of basketball, albeit debatable between him and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but I'm just thinking about the versatility of LeBron James being six feet nine, 260, and all the things that he could do with a basketball, and how he didn't need somebody to bring the ball up the court to give him the ball like Kareem needed Magic Johnson. Okay. I'm of the mindset, and Oscar Robinson before that, by the way, I'm of the mindset that LeBron James owes his championship pedigree to Dwayne Wade. Because remember, before LeBron James arrived with his talents to South Beach, Dwayne Wade had already been a champion. Dwayne Wade won the title in 2006 when Shaq came over to Miami when they were going up against Dallas, when Dallas was up 2-0 on them and Dwayne Wade took the hell over and averaged over 37 in the last four games to bounce Dallas out of here. I was there for that. And I'm here to tell you right now that when you look at D. Wade, who recruited LeBron James to come to Miami, along with Chris Bosh, although it was supposed to be Carmelo Anthony, who made the mistake of getting his five years guaranteed dollars instead of having an opt-out after three years while he was in Denver so they could have all been a free agent in 2010 at the same time. The fact of the matter is this. It was Bosh, it was D-Wade, it was LeBron in Miami. Go back to LeBron's first year in Miami. I'm not talking about anything regarding his talent because he was all world. I'm talking about up here. He was warped. He looked scared. I'm not going to say he was scared. He looked scared. Okay. And he went in the finals against Dallas and he was being guarded in the post by Jason Terry. And if I remember correct, I think he averaged like 17 points that series well below his average. He was not himself. It was considered a choke job. Let's call it what it is. That's what it was considered. That season prior to those finals, LeBron James I don't think he did any interviews, and if if I missed one or two, I'm sorry, but I don't think he did any interviews without Dwayne Wade by his side. There was such vitriol being thrown in his direction, and his mind was so warped that the Miami Heat, and specifically his big brother, Dwayne Wade, were protective of him. And they did everything they could to shield him from so much, and they helped him grow. They established the culture and they established his mode as an individual. Yeah, Pat Riley. Yeah, Eric Spolster and all of those guys. And Eric Spolster was relatively young as a coach then. But it was D-Wade, his big brother. The next year, after they lost in the finals to Dallas, LeBron is at the All-Star game. Don't y'all remember this? The game is winding down. It's an exhibition. LeBron has the ball in his hands. Kobe claps his hands and he's ready to guard LeBron. Everybody moves aside. Dwayne Wade moves aside. Carmelo Anthony moves aside. Everybody moved aside. And LeBron James turned the ball over because he passed the ball into the corner to Carmelo Anthony. Go back and look at the scene Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, and Kobe all descend on LeBron James. What you doing? What you doing? Because they were having fun. It was an exhibition game. And even then he was so psyched out mentally. It was about doing the right thing and just giving a play. It's a damn exhibition game. And the world wanted to see him going up against Kobe. And he threw it in the corner. They knew he was psyched out. They knew he wasn't what he was meant to be. And it was only after that moment that he elevated his level of play, that he stepped up and strolled in the Boston TD Bank Garden when they were down three-two against Paul Pierce and KG and Ray Allen and the crew, and he dropped forty-five and fifteen, looking like a man possessed. All you saw was the whiteness in his eyes. The brother was was focused, and took the basketball world by storm, and then went from there. And went on to the finals and beat San Antonio. I'm sorry, Oklahoma City. Took KD and Russell Westbrook and James Harden out in five. And became a champion. None of that happens without Dwayne Wade. I am not in any way trying to create any kind of controversy. LeBron James, a grown man, he could do what he wants. And in all likelihood, he was probably home with his family. I get it. I understand. All I'm trying to say is that I never thought for one second in my wildest dreams, as much as they love one another, as much as they display their affections for one another publicly, as much as they're seen together, as much as we saw them talking together. I mean, damn, one time Pat Riley wanted to puke because they're on the court when LeBron James goes back to Cleveland and then he comes to play against Miami and they hugged each other more more, more times than they played. That's the kind of love that LeBron James and D-Wade has for one another. And And LeBron James, to his credit, retweeted a tribute from the Miami Heat, LeBron to Dwayne Wade, the night before his Hall of Fame induction. He also put something, I don't know whether it was Instagram or Twitter page, heartfelt message to his brother Dwayne Wade. No doubt about it. LeBron, Dwayne Wade ain't phased by this. Dwayne Wade loves that man. I'm not trying to say anything like that. I'm just telling you from my perspective. I never thought in my wildest dreams that LeBron James would not be in attendance for the Hall of Fame induction of Dwayne Wade. Of all people, he was there two years ago when Chris Bosh was in the Hall of Fame. Maybe something personal happened, I don't know. I'm just saying, no matter what, I never dreamed that Dwayne Wade would be inducted into the Hall of Fame and LeBron wouldn't be there. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I don't know why. Not, I'm not even asking. I was just shocked watching it. Just like I was shocked when they said that LeBron was at the memorial service with Kobe Bryant, but nobody saw him. I don't know. But Wayne Wade, Being inducted into the Hall of Fame and no LeBron James? That was stunning. It really was. Adrian, in St. Augustine, Florida, you're live with Stephen A. What's up, man? Hey, Stephen A. Go ahead, bro. You're live on the air. Go ahead. All right. Yeah, I actually had a question about Aaron Rodgers and then I had to go to Dwayne Wade here. So I don't have a great question. Um, But do you think he is the most Guild player that LeBron that LeBron has ever played with I lost your signal buddy I'm assuming that's what you were asking one could say yes but then again one could say no because Kyrie Irving is pretty damn spectacular now Kyrie Irving isn't as productive to the bottom line as D Wade was but he is spectacular nevertheless there is no doubting that so you can make that argument it would come down between Between um, Dwayne Wade or Kyrie Irving. But then again, how am I going to forget Anthony Davis? Charles Barkley calls him street clothes. I call him Six Flags. You know, the roller coaster. Because he's up one minute, down the next. Drops 40 in game one against Nikola Jokic. Drops 11 in game two. I don't understand him. But there is no doubting that Anthony Davis on his game is a bona fide superstar. No doubt about it. And he did help deliver a championship to LeBron James, although others try to discount that because they say if there was a full season that had never been interrupted for four months by COVID-19, they wouldn't have won the championship because Anthony Davis predictably would not have made it through the season. But I'm not going to do that to them. The fact is he did make it. He did come back and play. He was ready, and he helped deliver a championship in the bubble in Orlando. So I'm not going to take that away from him. Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, Dwayne Wade, okay? I'll still give the edge to Dwayne Wade because of leadership and what he did to help big up LeBron. If there's no Dwayne Wade, there's no championship with LeBron and Kyrie three, four years later. There's no championship with Anthony Davis years after that. That's how I view it. That's how I look at it. What say you? 888-SAS-5303 is the number to call up. That's 888-727-5303. You're listening live to the Stephen A. Smith Show. Uh, Over the digital airways with YouTube up next. Not politics, uh, but something involving Trump. And believe it or not, Sage Steele, my now former colleague at ESPN. Stick around. Don't touch that dial. You're listening live. To the Steven A Smith show right here over at the digital airways of YouTube back with more in a minute this is the moment of a lifetime uh-huh. the clock's ticking like my lifeline until i flatline i push it to the red line who gonna stop me high who gonna stop me high welcome back to the Stephen A Smith show thank you for sticking with me it's beautiful to be back from vacation And live right here with you over the digital airwaves of YouTube, where I show up every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific. To like and follow The Stephen A. Smith Show right here on YouTube, click the bell to get notified of all of our new content. And as a reminder, I'll be answering your calls live every show. If you want to speak to me live right here on The Stephen A. Smith Show, dial 888-SAS-5303. That's 888-727-5303. Need to get to the next topic real quick, couple of next topics. Number one, let me just get this Donald Trump stuff out of the way uh, because he's making news because he's skipping the debate. There's a debate Wednesday night uh, in Wisconsin, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I believe uh, the Republicans, uh, the GOP uh, candidates for the presidency will be on stage um, and Donald Trump is not going to be amongst them. Trump has said it makes no sense to attend the event given his lead in national polls. He leads at 56 percent, according to a couple of polls. Um, Second place is Ron DeSantis tied with Vivek Ramaswamy, who are both at 10 percent. That is a 46 percent advantage. These are the people that are going to be on stage. Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, Tim Scott, senator of South Carolina, Nikki Healy, former U.N. ambassador and former governor of South Carolina, Vivek Ramaswamy. is an entrepreneur. Uh, governor Chris Christie, former governor of New Jersey. Of course, Doug Burgum, governor of North Dakota. And obviously, Mike Pence, the former vice president of the United States, who nobody should care to hear from. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You're Mike Pence. You're the vice president of the United States of America. Where the hell are you? Uh, when the insurrection took place January 6, you didn't speak up you or anything. your life was in danger. the life of your family was in danger. And you had nothing to say for months. All right. We appreciate the fact that you didn't stop the votes from being counted um, and you didn't prevent the election from being overturned. Congrats to you on that. but the reality of the situation is you haven't said anything. And it's similar to what I say about to, about a bunch of athletes who never want to talk to anybody while they're playing, but they want to come on and, and join the media after you retire. Nobody want to hear from you now. You didn't want to talk before, and so I think that that's something that that has to be taken into consideration. Nobody wants to hear from uh, Vice President Mike Pence, former Vice President. He's got no chance, as far as I'm concerned, no chance whatsoever. Ramaswamy is different. I think that he's sharp. I think that he's smart. Um, He's very articulate. A lot of people give him credit for that. And he's climbed. Uh, Nevertheless, he opposed aid to Ukraine and supports six-week abortion bans at the state level. So I don't know how much uh, support he's going to get, assuming that's reading from notes. That's what they said. I hope that I'm not wrong. If I did, I'd apologize. But I don't think I'm wrong about what his position is on those matters. Having said all of that, here's my point. Donald Trump is smart not to be a part of the debate. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're kicking people's behind and you got a 46% advantage and you're the former president and you're riding the wave, why put yourself in a position to be scrutinized by opponents who want to take your job when they really mean nothing? Seriously. Seriously. Well, why bother? I can't knock Donald Trump for taking that position. You got to be a threat. And if you're not a threat, you're a waste of his time because you're not going to get in in the way of him capturing the nominee, the nomination, the Republican nomination. This man has charges against him totaling 91 counts. Mar-a-Lago, national security stuff being held there, trying to overturn the election, looking for 11,700 votes in Georgia and all. I mean, this man got charges all over the place. Clearly. The only thing that's going to stop him from winning and receiving the Republican nomination is if he's in prison. And oh, by the way, our stupid laws allow for him to still capture that even if he's in prison. You can't make this stuff up, but I don't blame him one bit. So for people out there who may want to get on him, I'm sorry, I don't blame him. You should have to be a threat first. If 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 why should he show up on stage to debate Ron DeSantis, who's been plummeting? I can make that argument. I didn't. You know, it was one thing is a close race, but if you've got that kind of gap, and the more indictments that are placed against you, the 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 more. Of a lead you grab? Why bother? Why bother? So I just wanted to say that. Let me switch to a different subject before I get to the callers and get on out of here. Because um, the subject of this matter is a lady by the name of Mrs. Sage Steele. Sage Steele recently departed from ESPN. Um. She filed a suit. She felt that her First Amendment rights were violated because she should have freedom of speech and the freedom to speak her mind. Uh, She was interviewed by a person that I consider to be outstanding at her job, who also has an outstanding podcast, Mrs. Megan Kelly. I used to like her a lot when she was working on Fox News. I had the pleasure of working with her one particular day. She's a pro and she did a hell of a job interviewing Sage Steele just the other day. And there's so many people that have been clamoring for me to talk about it, especially when they saw what Sage Steele said, because she said it about my present daytime employer, which is ESP. And I really shouldn't say daytime, it's all the time because I work for them in the morning doing first take. I work for them in the evening time doing NBA countdown. I work for them whenever they call me on, on Sports Center. I work for them when they want me to do boxing or UFC. I mean, I mean, damn. I mean, you know, I'm synonymous with the worldwide leader and I'm proud of it, by the way. But um uh, she said when she departed, she wanted to exercise her First Amendment rights more freely. Her lawsuit accused ESPN of selective enforcement of their rules that bars news employees from commenting on politics and social issues. And a quote, she said, if we are allowing my peers to go on social media, much less on our own airwaves, saying things that have nothing to do with sports that are political, then I should be allowed on my personal time to give my opinion on my experiences that there were different rules for me than everyone else. I don't necessarily, and in fairness, I reached out to Sage Steele to let her know that I don't necessarily vibe with her assertion that there were different rules for her than everybody else. But I do not deny that she's very passionate about what she feels. She's not faking it. And she certainly had her examples to point to. And in fairness to her, I have to recognize that. You know, she feels the way that she felt. She was on Jay Cutler's podcast and she was talking about COVID. She was, you know, she's just very, very outspoken. She's a relatively conservative individual. Uh, her politics are conservative and what have you. She's passionate about it. And I don't necessarily fully agree with her politics. Here's what I will tell you about Sage Steele she's a consummate professional, she cares about her performance. She is no slouch in front of the camera. She knows what she's doing. She's been a pro for decades. And there's a bigger subject to broach. And it's not about other people who are allowed to talk politics. Hell, I'm one of them. Okay? The reason why I tell her and I would say to her, I didn't necessarily feel like the rules were different for her than it was for anybody else. The rules are different depending on the circumstances in the situation, which are analyzed and dissected on a case by case basis by ESPN. I would know because it happens to me all the time. Certain issues are bigger than others. I say something about, you know, Stefan Diggs is different than if, I, you know, different than what I had to say about Shoei Ohtani. And the backlash that I received from Shohei uh, about Shoei Otani. Um, caused a greater backlash. And the company is going to respond and react to that because when you have stockholders and shareholders, you have to be sensitive to all of those things. And to me, that's not foreign. You know, when Adrian Peterson was being looked into for corporal punishment, the Vikings and the NFL didn't immediately suspend him or put him on some commissioner's list. But when advertisers and sponsors threatened to pull their dollars, all of a sudden, their tune was changed. When Ray Rice got into trouble by putting his hands on his then-fiancee, and he was suspended for a couple of games, there was no uproar until the video came out. And all of a sudden, the backlash ended his football career. He put his hands on his fiance in that elevator in Atlantic City, and Ray Rice has never played an NFL game again in his life. Different circumstances call for different actions and reactions, also different roles. You're a pundit on ESPN's first take paid to give your opinions that's entirely different than being the host of SportsCenter. And there's a different responsibility that comes along with that. But that doesn't mean that her argument is to be summarily dismissed. I'm just saying you can look at it from a different lens. But ultimately, here's the only reason I brought this subject up. It wasn't really to talk about Sage Steele other than to wish her nothing but the best. She knows I am a friend and I'm always here to help her in any way that I can because she's always been cool with me. And I'm going to always be cool with her. And that's just the way it's going to be. But it wasn't just to bring her up and it wasn't to bring up ESPN at all, It's to bring up black conservatives. Because you do have a lot of people out there that hate on folks just because you happen to be black. And your politics, at least in some people's eyes, in many people's eyes, may not identify with your community and what your community feels your politics should be. Sage still had a white mother and a black father. She told her story. Go look up Megan Kelly's interview. It was a fabulous interview with her. And because of her positions, because again, when you grow up in a household like that, there's a heightened level of sensitivity to all sides as opposed to just one. And because of that and what it made her into as a woman, as a person, As an intellectual, because she is not dumb. You have a lot of people who have come at her with venom and vitriol. And you might have had some people in the workplace. Now, I'm here to tell you, there's a misnomer that ESPN is some liberal place. That is a lie. I know a bunch of conservatives that work at ESPN. I'm telling you what I know. But the reason why I bring that subject up is because I think at the end of the day, and I've said this publicly on several occasions, it's not applicable to just ESPN. It's to anybody. I think it's a mistake when a corporation tries to silence anybody. I think you let everybody speak. That way, the company doesn't get blamed for the positions an individual takes. The individual has to be culpable for the words that we articulate and the impact that it has ultimately on us. If I say something and it ultimately costs ESPN dollars and as a result, ESPN says you got to go. They're not saying I have to go because of my politics. They're saying I have to go because I compromised their bottom line. And I think that's the position all corporations should take as opposed to trying to curtail or silence anybody. Because you think their individual words are going to be a reflection on the whole. It is not. When you let everybody speak. You just let everybody speak. And you monitor the bottom line. And if they cost themselves or you, if they compromise your bottom line, they got to go. I understand that. And I think that ESPN has done a better job of understanding that, particularly as of late along with various other businesses out there. And I think that Sage Steele is somebody that you're going to be hearing from in the very near future. I don't know if you'll like what you hear. I don't know if you will. But I suspect you'll listen. And that's really what it's all about. I wish her nothing but the best. And uh, like I said, I spoke to her recently. She knows that I'm rooting for her to be all right and to be successful. I think overall, I've known her for over 20 years and we've had some disagreements from time to time, some fiery disagreements from time to time, especially with our politics. But she's a good person. Heart's in the right place. She can be a bit fiery and all of that stuff. That's what makes her who she is. And I'm good with it. To the call as we go before we get on out of here. Let's go to Corey in Atlanta. You're live with Stephen A. What's up, Corey? Hey, what's going on, boss? Thanks for having me. Go ahead, man. I just want to mention, um, as far as regards to LeBron and D-Wade, I feel like um, it had really nothing to do with D-Wade. You know, I feel – I think it had everything to do with the fact that it was more of a Spurs event. I feel like when LeBron – if he was in that room, he would have realized all the blemishes he had on his career, which was the San Antonio Spurs. Corey? So. All right, Corby, I think that's more than one of the most asinine takes I've ever heard from a caller in my goddamn life. Now I make no damn sense, bro. I mean, what the hell I got to do? D- your brother is going into the Hall of Fame and you telling me LeBron didn't want to go because too many Spurs were being celebrated. And it was a reminder of how he lost to the Spurs a decade twice. ago. Twice. I said a decade in ago. Did, hold on. Did I not say a decade ago? I'm sorry. Was it, was it twice? I mean, yeah. Was it twice a decade ago? Yes or no? Yes, sir. All right, then that's what the hell it was. Stop it. Have a yeah. nice day, Corey. Yeah. Bye, Corey. Call Call Wednesday. Bye. <laughs> let's, go to, uh, let's go to Jarvis. You're live with Stephen. There's a ridiculous call by Corey. Asinine call. Go ahead, Jarvis. Y'all, by the way, before you speak, Jarvis, it's a different animal here. I will I will openly confess. I will cuss people the hell out. Ain't nobody just going to call up on my show and say some ignorant BS. I'm telling you that right now. Okay. So y'all better be on uh, your game messing with me. Okay. Now go ahead, Jarvis. Floor is yours. All right. All right, Stephen. My question is uh, Do you think LeBron James and D Wade's friendship is not as good as it once was? I mean, he missed, Bron missed this Hall of Fame ceremony. That's like missing a funeral. Let me stop playing. That's like missing a wedding. Okay, yeah, A wedding well, is more appropriate than a <laughs> funeral. You're right about that. Wedding is more appropriate than a funeral. But I would tell right, you, right, right. I, I, listen, man, I, I don't think I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything. I know D. Wade and his character, man. I've known him for years. Hell, I should have been there. I have personal matters to deal with, but I should have been there. I love that brother, and I'm so proud of him. But I couldn't believe that LeBron James wasn't there. Maybe he was with his son. Maybe he was. I'm just saying it was just shocking. He was conspicuously absent. Right, Everyone right. noticed he wasn't there. That's all I'm saying. Appreciate the call, man. Appreciate
1: right, the call. Thank you, Steve, all, all right, man, later. Was you was do the same. same.
0: Thank you. Jonathan, what's up? Talk to me. What's going on, Stephen A. Smith, man? Just want to say, keep up the great work. Love thank what you, you. you do. You inspire me, man. Appreciate I have a podcast on called Big Baby Sports. Just had you need on, man. But my question is, did LeBron deserve a statue with the Lakers? And is jersey? a retard? Let me know what you think. No, he doesn't deserve a statue with the Lakers. He ain't been there long enough. He ain't been his his work with the Lakers is not comparable to that of the all time greats Magic, Kobe, Kareem, people like that. No, he does not. He's a champion. He deserves a statue in Cleveland. Damn sure, Cleveland. He deserves. You ended a fifty two year curse. Uh, listen, he deserves a statue with the Miami Heat. Even I'm good with that, but not L. A. Lakers are a different beast, a different animal. And by the way, usually I will cut you off because I mean, what the hell are you doing giving a plug? But I'm gonna be nice today because I'm in a good mood. So, Hi, so channel, and a, a and slow and down. I'm trying to help you give a damn plug. Pay attention. What's the show? Big baby sports. On hold, on, hold on, hold on. So. Big Betty, Big Baby Sports on YouTube. Yep. Okay. And 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 that's the name of the channel, Big Baby Sports. Yep. And you had Jeannie Buss on. Yep, yeah, and big, Byron Scott and, and, and Byron. Scott. Okay, so Genie Bus, Big Baby, Big Baby Sports. I got you. Appreciate the call. See how nice sure. I was to give you a plug. Thanks a lot, man. Take it easy. Appreciate you, bro. All right, man. David in right. Nashville. You're live with Stephen A. What's up, David? How's it going, Stephen A? Thank all right. you for uh taking my call. Go ahead. Uh my question is how far do you think the Tennessee Titans will make it with signing DeAndre Hopkins? Not much. Not far. Because you got you got Ryan Tannehill. I don't believe in okay, y'all. Okay. I don't believe in y'all, man. I believe in your city. Nashville is fly. I believe in the fact that Tennessee ain't got no state income taxes. I like that. Okay? Derrick Henry is that dude, a stud. Okay? Your defense is, I believe, is going to be legit. But as long as you have Ryan Tannehill, you're going to the playoffs and you're going home. Get used to it because it ain't going to change. Peace of love. All right. Thank you, man. Let's go to, what is it, Saev? What's your name? Saev? Hi, Stephen A. What is your name, sir? Thanks for having me on your show, Stephen A. Uh, I'm calling to say that. Hold on. That, uh, did, I not just, did I not just ask you your name? Oh, I'm sorry about that, Stephen A. My right. name is Syed. I'm, I'm trying to be fast. because Go I to, ahead. You know, Go, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Go my, ahead. My question to you is that uh, how could Steph Curry be better than Magic Johnson all time as a point guard when two of Curry's titles came with KD? If he didn't get KD, it's very possible LeBron would have beat uh, the Warriors in 2017 Fair. Or 2018. Fair. Fair. OK, well, what would you say if I asked you the same question about what Magic would have done without Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Worthy, Norm Nixon, Byron Scott? I'm sorry, Norm Nixon and then Byron Scott thereafter, Michael Cooper, Michael Thompson, Bob McAdoo, Kurt Rambis. I mean, what would you say to my questions about that? Yeah, but those teams were also going up against uh, big legacy teams. KD shifted the balance of the NBA for two years in the NBA. We couldn't even watch games. Because this guy That's a was that's an argument down the third quarter. So yeah, that's that's a that's a good point. I mean that's 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 why it's a worthy discussion. That's a good argument. I'm not debunking it, I'm simply saying I needed an answer to your question and I give you props because you answered it. But it's but, worthy of consideration. Uh, I wanna say one more I wanna say hurry one more. Hurry up Stephen, Hurry up. I want to, if if Curry wins two or more titles. Uh, regardless of the titles that he won with KD, does that eclipse him over like uh, Jordan and and LeBron? Nothing nothing eclipse him over uh, uh, Michael Jordan. It could potentially eclipse him over LeBron because he's already beat LeBron three times. I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. All Thanks right. Thanks so much, Stephen. Thank you. That's Thank it for the show today. Got to get on out of here. Again, appreciate y'all tuning in. Thanks for watching another episode of the Stephen A. Smith Show. You can watch me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific over the digital airwaves of YouTube. Make sure to like and follow the Stephen A. Smith Show right here on YouTube. Click the bell to get notified for all of our new content. And be sure to pick up a copy of my New York Times bestseller, Straight Shooter, a memoir of second chances and first takes. Until next time, everybody, this is Stephen A. signing off.